This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. shouldn't view his position as, as, you know, like giving him license to control people's lives or, you know, manipulate them or satisfy his own need to feel important or anything like that. And yet there is an element of authority tied to the responsibility of being the under-shepherd of, of a spiritual flock. And so he continues, Peter continues in verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. I love that phrase, clothed with humility. In today's message, we will be challenged by this great call for us to be clothed in humility, especially those in a position of leadership. Even though there is an element of authority, Pastor Robert points out the signs of immature leaders who want to control and manipulate people. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Going back to 1 Peter chapter 5, he gives us evidence of immaturity in a leader. If they're attempting to to lord it over people, to control people's lives, to dictate, and you know, that's not a mature leader. If they're in it for personal gain, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, a pastor should be able to live a normal life among his people. You know, we live in South Florida, so my family needs to be able to live kind of an average life in South Florida, right? You guys follow my, my rationale? And we do. But I see two extremes. I see on the one hand, quite often there's the attitude that pastors, because they're, they're supposed to be servants to the flock, that they should look like, you know, live like a servant to everyone else. In, in other words, they should have less than everyone else in the, well, that's not really biblical or, or right. It's not what I find in the scripture. But on the other hand, I see situations where and I had a conversation with a guy, this was about 20 years ago, and, and he was sharing with me, a, there was a, just a cultural rationale. It's like, we want our pastors to, to be doing really, really well. You know, I mean, it gives us hope. You know, we see them dressed in a $1,000 suit, driving a $100,000 automobile, and living in a million-dollar, you know, it gives us hope. And I'm like, it shouldn't, because that's wrong. When I see a missionary, and I have too many times, I've seen missionaries that are, they're serving in, a, in an area where virtually everyone lives in a, you know, like a little shanty made out of corrugated metal with a dirt floor, no electricity, you know, one room, a fire in the, you know, a 55-gallon drum with a fire in it, and that's the kitchen, and a bucket, and that's the bathroom. But they're living in a, 
in a condo that wouldn't be totally out of place here in North Beach. Their family has a television and air conditioning and each child has its own bedroom and, and they have two bathrooms. And you, you see what I'm saying? We would look at that condo and say, but the, you know, I mean, that's just basic human needs. Yeah, but they're living in a jungle community where nobody has that. So they're, they're living like kings. That's not right. And what does that look like here in South Florida? You know what it looks like. If he's driving in a Bentley, living in a multi-million dollar mansion, unless somebody gave it to him, I got a problem with that. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's what God intended. I don't, why not? Because it's not setting the kind of example that should be set for the flock. The Bible tells us that seeking after personal gain, selfish ambition is a sin. It's not, a, you understand it's not a sin to be wealthy, but pursuing wealth, according to the Bible, that's a problem. That's a problem. Making the most of yourself, that's not a problem. Being diligent to, to take advantage of, of every opportunity that God presents to you and to make the most of your talents and your intellect and all those things, that's just being a wise steward of what God has entrusted to you. But if you're doing it all for yourself, so you can talk about how rich you are, so you can talk about how smart you are, so that you can talk about how successful, so, so that you can, you know, it's like, you know, look at me, what I've accomplished. And that's a horrible example. By the way, that's why I have a big problem with Donald Trump. You can email me later. But I'm praying for somebody that has just a little bit of character in the White House. Sooner or later, please God, before I die, let me see somebody that actually has some integrity in the White House. But he, he tells us in this passage that, that a pastor shouldn't view his position as, as, you know, like giving him license to control people's lives or, you know, manipulate them or satisfy his own need to feel important or anything like that. And yet there is an element of authority tied to the responsibility of being the under-shepherd of of a spiritual flock. And so he continues, Peter continues in verse 5, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. I love that phrase, clothed with humility. Why? Because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, the wording here is so important because what it says, God resists the proud. The way one of the commentators worded it, he said, God stands up in full battle array against the prideful. You don't want to be that guy, right? You don't want to be that guy. The one, the one whom God says, I'm going to destroy you. You don't want to be that guy. And that's the context. That's literally what he said. God resists. God does battle against. God will destroy the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And that contrast is so beautiful. See, what he's saying there is if, if you will just, just humble yourself. Now, humbling ourselves doesn't mean what some of us think it means. It just means rightly represent yourself. 
think of yourself rightly. In the, the way that, you know, as I, I was considering this whole concept, it made me think, you know, what if God were right now doing an evaluation of your life? You know, I, I went yesterday, I had a physical, you know, annual physical with the family doctor. Love this lady. She's awesome. And um, she comes in, sits down, says, how are you doing? How's everything? And then she's, you know, looking at the, at the chart. And I'm telling her about the vacation. And, and she says, so um, looks like you've added about 10 pounds since you were here last year. How's the physical activity going? And I laughed. I said, it's called eating in my world. That's the physical activity that I engage in most of the time, eating. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can tell. But maybe we could work on that a little bit because it's not, you know. I said, yeah, I know. And then she's, you know, what about the dental? You know, I mean, even, even literally, you know, it's just my family doctor asking me about my teeth. Never had that happen before, right? Well, I'm kind of overdue for a checkup. But you're going to schedule one. Yeah, I'm going to schedule. Yeah, okay. I'm going to schedule a dentist appointment. And we start talking. And she's, listen to me. She's doing an evaluation of my physical health. Because she takes very seriously her responsibility as a steward over my physical well-being. That's one of the reasons that I love her. You understand what I'm saying? I love this doctor. Because she really wants me healthy. She's not just in it for the money. I've worked with a lot of doctors over the years when I was in the medical equipment business who were just in it for the money. All they were interested in was what does the insurance allow? When can we get them back in here for a follow-up? Not because they may need a follow-up, but because insurance will pay for three this year. This lady, she's the kind of doctor that we all want. She cares about her patients. You see what I mean? She was cracking the whip a little bit. Robert, you've got to get a little more active. You're gaining weight. This is not, this is not good. I mean, you know, you've got to come back in here next week so we can do your blood work because I need to check your cholesterol, buddy. You know, you're, you know what I'm saying? But why is she doing this? She's doing it for my physical, for my benefit, for my benefit. Now, what if God were doing that concerning your spiritual health? What if God were doing an evaluation of your life? What would, what do you think he would point out to you? so much for joining us today. You know, God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. 
Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click the donate button. Now, here's Tracy with more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.